0: of my fantasy novel, I'm like sure this is handy because I'll probably be writing spells for the book as well, so like it would actually be cool to to apply some real world uh, magic ideas.
1: Hello people of Limerick, Ireland and the wider world, welcome to a very special and spooky Halloween episode 6 of What's the Crack? This week's guest is the talented and witchy writer Fiona Kay. We chat about her latest projects, practicing magic, and turning trauma into art. So be warned, this is an interesting but potentially uncomfortable episode. Happy listening! Fiona, what's the crack?
0: Nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I got confused for a second. So, what's the Craig? Is my rabbit's uh, Instagram? <laughs> saying, How do you know, Craig's Instagram. Like that's so random. It's such a small page. <laughs> but what's the crack? That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> um, first things first. You're writing a fantasy novel. What's it about? And have you much of it written yet?
0: Written? I've probably only got like. Three chapters but in terms of like written pieces here and there like I write dialogue when I think of it if you get me and then I kind of like file it away in order of when everything happens but I haven't decided yet if I'm gonna time jump or anything
1: okay cool so it's kind of coming up with sort of certain components for it and then tying it all together yeah, like Ooh. I'm. It's inspired from like biblical mythology and uh, like
0: pagan Celtic mythology. Interesting. And then basically, I'm just kind of making my own folklore from from those two things in it. That's pretty but, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's hmm. crazy though because I was just writing um, a, like a storyline in it. Basically, the main like conflict is. Um, the nature gods are pissed off at the humans because they've uh, ignored their responsibilities as uh, protectors of nature, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, like, perform the spell of seven plagues and one of the plagues is disease. And I was literally writing that just before lockdown happened. Oh, and, like, God. I was going to go at a completely different angle, but now with lockdown, I'm going at, like, the, the confinement angle.
1: Ah, okay. So you kind of take inspiration from what's happening around you? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I do a lot of that. And like, even my characters, I base them off people I know and stuff like that.
1: Nice. So it's a long term project then? Do you you expect you'll be writing it for another while? Or how's it coming along? Um, I actually, once I have this poetry book
0: finished, I want to just get started on that and completely focus on that. But the poetry book is... I've got a lot of like childhood trauma and that's what this poetry book, that's just me getting it all out there. Mm -hmm. And then that way I can move on from it basically. Mm
1: -hmm. And I've always
0: wanted to write that because I feel like it's something that a lot of people could relate to in terms of childhood trauma. And like, you know, I talk about very personal stuff in my poetry, but I also go like a lot broader and it's just about the like actual healing process. So it's like split into three parts. The first part is trauma, obviously. The second part is healing, and then the third part is love. But it's not just, like, outer love. It's, like, inner self-love and stuff like that, and love for the world. Because you know yourself how depression makes you not love the things you used to love, and then it's almost like waking up again when you get... In fact, that's one of my poems, Waking Up, or something. I haven't... That's the working title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's cool, because it sounds like... um... Like, obviously, it's coming from deep within, but if you can, like, help yourself by writing it, but also help other people, that's a mm. huge thing to do. So, like, fairly, fair use to you. Thank you. Yeah, no, Um, I'm proud of it, but also, like,
0: sometimes it's so hard, like, especially when I'm doing my drafts and I have to, like, go back into the mode of what a certain poem is. Mm. It's sometimes it's just, like, so debilitating, which is why it's taken me so long to right like my original goal was to have it published by may but now i'd say it'll probably be
1: next may again now okay and it's just a collection of poems do you know on average how many there's going to be in it or probably about 100 wow maybe more like oh my I've God. Written about 120
0: so i'm going to try and whittle it down or combine some of them because a lot of them cover the
1: same themes because okay. of lockdown <laughs> cool Wow, I I can't even put two words together poetry-wise, so to see you write over 100 poems is so impressive.
0: My friend Lester Mayers, he inspired me because he wrote um, the poem 100 Poems for 100 Voices, and I was just like, holy shit, and he does zero drafts. So his poems are all one draft, the first draft. And I'm just like, he's so talented. It makes me feel like so inadequate because I'm there like on my 15th draft of like a poem I wrote three (laughs) years ago.
1: And will this be your first kind of like published collection or have you done stuff in the past? I've only really done
0: competitions and short stories in the past. Like I've done the, I think it's called the NYC uh, short story competition. I've done that a couple of times. Um, and that I'm blanking at the moment, but oh yeah, I've just like written articles and stuff, that's like the only real work I could ever get in writing, but then my friend uh, who's writing a book called Wild Cards at the moment, he inspired me to just get, do the stuff that I actually want to write instead of writing for other companies, because he kind of like told me how when he started doing that, he started to like feel like it was eating at his soul and I was like oh my god like I'm totally getting that like I was working in offices in administration before and I just decided to just leave it and just focus on this and I'm hoping that like you know unemployment and all that'll give me the kick up the whole linkage to actually get done
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's scary but it's great to kind of take that step in the direction that like this is yeah. what I want to do and I'm ready to kind of just put my heart and soul into it really yeah, yeah. exactly. And then I suppose, do you have a publishing house that you publish it with, or are you gonna like? I I don't know how this actually works. I'm very... I actually didn't know until again I spoke to my
0: friend Brian, who um he actually writes under a pseudonym. He's written loads of books, but um I can't I can't reveal the pseudonym because <laughs> <laughs> I've already mentioned his real name. <laughs> but um, and also Wildcards is is Wildcards is his first like book that he, where he's written his passion that pseudo name was where he was writing the other kind of stuff and then um wild Cards is just absolutely fantastic um And now I'm blanking and I forgot the original. point. Oh, yeah. Publishing. So before I thought it was the same. I thought I'd have to write it and get it published by a publisher and like do the long grueling process that J.K. Rowling apparently did when she was trying to get Harry Potter published. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, what was it? He explained to me that he actually self publishes on Amazon and while at the time I had problems at Amazon when there's another service that's the same I'm definitely going to sign up to that and I've actually started kind of with the Patreon which is why I created the Instagram page in first place because my friend Brian recommended that I should get kind of like an online presence even just a small one before I start with the Patreon and then Mm -hmm. like what I could probably do there is like release a poem each week and the best part about Patreon is it's not necessarily the final draft. So I'd still be able to, like, release, like, a draft of a poem and then take on any of the criticism I get. And then when I release the the final book or whatever, then, um, you know, it would actually still be new material.
1: Okay. So. And how do you find kind of having that sort of online persona going on? Well, not, it's not my thing at all. Like, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not
0: like if you look at my actual Instagram I've had it for so long so that's why I have a lot of posts but I really only post like once a month and when I was looking into like the process of having a page and like it was like you have to post every day and I was like every day oh my god like the problem my first of all my one of my problems was like if I post a stanza I'm not able to change it and I'm such a perfectionist. I'd be changing things right up until the last (laughs) minute Of publishing like I just know that's what I'm going to be doing <laughs> um and like it just feels weird. first of all I was actually shocked because like I shared it on my own page and I was surprised by how many uh, of my friends actually like supported it and followed me like within an hour I was like I was like wow I actually have a good circle of friends <laughs> there <laughs> but um yeah like I need to get into the other stuff of like actually like commenting on other pages and following pages that are like literary and stuff like that and trying to like make it bigger but it's just it's not my thing but it's what needs to be done yeah and sometimes jobs require things you don't like doing
1: it's (laughs) a lot to keep
0: on top of but it, it pays off I suppose yeah exactly and it beats having to chase down a publishing house that might want to edit it. Mm-hmm. When you're self-publishing, you know that it's whatever you've decided on that gets out there. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, although I'll still have an editor, I'll probably have my friend Brian edit the book for me. Um, but yeah, I also want to get um, an illust- illustrator to do it because if it's ever made into a movie, the the fantasy novel, I want it to be a comic movie like <laughs> Shira. <laughs>
1: I'm totally like out of it with comics and stuff is what is She-Ra just so I have an idea of what sort of image we're going for So She-Ra Princesses of Power have you ever heard of He-Man? Probably, but I'm going to say no he- for the sake of this. Yeah. <laughs> He-Man's from like the
0: 80s. I only even know it because my older brother used to watch him. But She-Ra Princesses of Power is like uh it's just like these princesses that have powers and they fight this like oppressive um dictator type character but it's really gay like there's a lesbian <laughs> uh, slow burn romance in it and it's it's the best and there's like a lesbian married couple in it and it's it's just fantastic
1: it sounds really good <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. proper <laughs> like <laughs> a
1: <laughs> feminism sort of girl power almost yeah all the way all the way nice and it like would some of your poetry and your themes would that be a big center part of what you write and do
0: yeah so I pretty much a lot of it would be inspired by nature and magic so like I have a lot of that dazzled into Mm. little parts of it and like obviously like woman power and self-love and reclaiming your um what is it your autonomy is like the the huge themes um are in the book,
1: the poems that I write nice proper um fantasy film to look forward to in the future let's hope yeah. <laughs> um just going back then to I suppose when I asked about like sharing your your stuff online have you noticed that there's a nice community kind of starting to build or are you ever worried or afraid about sharing this part of your life like how, how does it feel
0: So it definitely feels scary because, um, on some level, I don't want the people that might've caused the trauma that I'm writing about to like read about it and speculate on it and, or attack me on it or whatever. But at the same time, I don't, I feel like it's such a taboo topic. I don't think anyone would like actually come for me, but they might talk about me behind my back and I'm like, sure, do that if you want. I
1: don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Protected. (laughs) (laughs) well at the end of the day whatever they say like at least you're doing something that you enjoy and who cares what other people say exactly that's exactly it like that actually is
0: I've, i've written a couple poems about that type of um theme as well the the idea of if you allow other people's energy to get into your space and to bother you then like it's just gonna rot you from the inside exactly um but also that you can't blame yourself too much if you are affected that was like one other part of it because like at the end of the day we are naturally going to be caring in some way about what other people think but we need to make sure that the people whose opinions we care about are people whose opinions are worth caring about
1: <laughs> yeah the people who matter and the people who actually kind of give you constructive criticism and you know, yeah. they tell you they like something, or they don't sh- shoot and you down. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Um, and then I suppose, given that it's spooky season, uh, you mentioned like magic and that that's sort of a, a theme within your poetry and your work. How does that inspire you, or where does that come from? So, I would say I
0: discovered witchcraft which is what I would have called it at the time. I don't really call it that anymore. I just call it magic Mm. in general now. But back then, I don't know, I saw these like different posts where it was like, oh, if you're inclined this way or inclined that way, um, you know, it's a good chance that you're very witchy. And I also have an aunt who's passed away now. Um, She was a medium. So she used to like go into the spiritual world and talk to spirits basically. And uh, I didn't actually believe any of this when I was younger. I was super skeptical of it. The only thing that kind of like hinted me towards believing in it was one time she did like uh, a ritual for me because I was really sick for like two weeks and I, and I didn't believe any of it. But she did tell my mum that um, whatever spirit was talking to her said my lungs were in trouble and I was smoking at the time. And my mom was like, Oh my God, are you smoking? And I was like, no I don't know what you're (laughs) talking about but I was just like oh my god like how did she know but I was like sure it's probably a solid guess all of my cousins smoke cigarettes as well so like but um (laughs) yeah but um and then I ended up becoming friends with someone uh, I actually wrote a poem about her that's my poem realta Mm -hmm. um she i don't know i just like was drawn to her instagram page and she's she's she doesn't really call herself a witch it's kind of the same as me where it's more just like she practices magic let's say um and she kind of explained to me some of her things and i explained to her i was like reading them about celtic magic um i actually have a book where it's like it, it's just like loads of stuff about, about celtic magic and it's a I'll get the name for you, but I can't remember the name right now. That's all right. <laughs> um, and uh, she just gave me a load of advice. And it felt like the more I got into it, the more everything started to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, astrology was another way I got into it. Like, I never believed in astrology before because I was like, Gemini doesn't really fit my personality as well as, um, you know, as I would expect something like this to. And, uh, then I discovered that you, your entire like birth chart, it's not just your sun sign. It's also your moon sign and all the other planets. Um, and then I read up on my chart and literally every single thing was accurate. And it like has this like roadmap of your life as well, where it be, it's like from this age to this age, you're going to experience a hardship. But from this age, to this age, you're going to experience a rebirth and blah, blah, blah. And I literally like, word for word was every single bad <laughs> incident in my life. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Um, and I also noticed I was like always really into like feathers and crystals and animals are like weirdly attracted to me, like weirdly <laughs> attracted to me. Yes. Yeah. I've managed to hand feed so many wild animals in situations that you shouldn't be able to feed a uh, hand feed a wild animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh And yeah, basically, I just started like, like doing like small stuff, like a, like a money manifestation spell, and then I got a job, oh. and then yeah, exactly, and then um what was it? I do just like small things, like if I know one of my friends is, are depressed, I'll buy a plant and I'll name it after them, and then I'll take care of the plant, and I always notice that they feel better after.
1: That's so sweet. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs>
0: And I also noticed um, one of my plants started to wilt uh, that I'd named after one of my friends and I gave them a text. And they were like, how do you know? I was like, down, what the fuck? And I was just like, oh, I just oh, noticed yeah. your plant needed you taken care of. And then uh, I, again, I did like somewhere poured like moon water over it, which is water that you leave under the full moon um, overnight. And yeah, it was just... Wow. Long reply, but yeah, it was just this like this steam i don't know a rabbit hole where i kind of like was like oh this popping up a little bit for me but you know i'm just gonna ignore it and then it was just like yeah no like this i think this is my spirituality i was never really spiritual growing up either Uh, we were raised atheist i wasn't even baptized or anything like that um uh, but I always felt like that just didn't fit me either. I still always felt spiritual. Like whenever I was really down, I would pray to like a god, um, or like you know, whenever I got something really good, I'd be like, "Oh, thank you, universe," or whatever. I I still do that now, actually. I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, thank you, universe."
1: <laughs> it's fascinating because you never like you see stuff like this. Uh, not to like, I don't want to put it down or like make it sound well, cynical or whatever because I actually People think it's so skeptical. cool well, even, even my own partner's skeptical of it, <laughs> but
0: he's still like he's very open-minded where he'll be like oh look there's a feather or like they'll be like oh full moon tonight or just something random like it's so funny
1: <laughs> I suppose you're having an influence on him as well which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like a, I I mean like I I notice, like obviously I read my star sign I've had my chart read and stuff or like I'd notice like numbers and things like that but to hear someone kind of be so interested it's, it's genuinely mm-hmm. so fascinating do you have anything in particular that you really like about it or you enjoy I think
0: the main thing I like about it is I feel like it's like the meditative state And my my main belief is centered around kind of the law of manifestation, which is like you do the spell, but you still have to do the work in Mm -hmm. order to keep the spell going if you get me. So I like, first of all, the spells like meditative. So like, you know, you can have a salt bath or you can make a circle for yourself. I don't use salt because salt is obviously bad for the environment, but I use ice herbs and stuff um and like I find even writing spells like I've started my friend recommended to me that like if I feel something might work for something I should write it down and then like make my own spell from it and I've been noticing I've been doing a lot of that I brought my this is my book of spells oh it's
1: so pretty <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> I got it in the in uh, Limerick the milk market that's fab and is it literally just you'll think of something you'd be like oh, okay that sounds like a it could work as a spell
0: yeah, like, so
1: colour, like, matters
0: for a certain amount of it. Like, so, for example, uh, red would be for, like, healing or strength. So when my rabbit was sick <laughs> and I was really anxious and I didn't know what else to do, I would, I use like, a red candle and bay leaf, and, you know, you write your intention on the bay leaf and then you, you burn it while thinking of your intention. And I will say he went from being, like, Literally, like when I brought him to the vet, they were like, Okay, you need to be prepared to the next day being like, He's fucking happy as Larry. And when I brought him back into the garden, he was like jumping into pots, which he'd never done before. And I was like, <laughs> What the fuck? Like, I'm onto something here.
1: A whole new lease of life. <laughs> He's 12, like. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's bonkers. Oh, I've always wanted a bunny rabbit. <laughs>
0: Ugh, they're they're honestly the best and most lovable animal in the world. Like Aww. I love them so much.
1: Does he have a name? Well, obviously he has a name. Craig. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Craig. Craig. Oh, it's very cute. <laughs> yeah, little ginger Craig. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll send adorable. Him him do I'd love to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, do you find then that? writing spells I wouldn't or I presume most people wouldn't know where to even start so I guess I suppose having that creative and like poetic side to you probably goes hand in hand with everything yeah definitely like and the thing is with the writing spells I probably would have felt
0: too skeptical or worried about it before but because of my fantasy novel I'm like sure this is handy because I'll probably be writing spells for the book as well so, like, it would actually be cool to, to apply some real-world uh, magic ideas into this. So then, like, you know, someone who's really into it will be like, oh, there you go. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, I, I'd say for anyone who wanted to get started, they should look at their own roots. So originally I was looking at it in a broader sense, but now I've kind of fo- focused more on Celtic magic. Um whereas my friend uh she's from Hoodoo, so she she uh practices voodoo magic mostly, uh, which is fucking deadly. That sounds so cool. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, but I definitely recommend anyone to look into their roots first and then they can look into their ancestry if they want. But if you're like me, and you're white and you're pretty sure your ancestry is very evil then you're probably just better off leaving that alone and going for more like deities type stuff
1: <laughs> suppose you probably have to be like careful to kind of know what you're doing and know be be certain that you're doing something that's yeah. safe as well yeah exactly and like again like
0: for certain things you'd want to be careful like if you, if you decide you want to work with the dead and make a, an altar for the dead like I know someone who has an altar for um, the dead as well and it's in loads of cultures as well it's in Spanish cultures it's in a lot of Asian cultures the, the idea of the ancestor altar but like one one thing that people believe is never to have one in your bedroom because they'll literally just be there chilling in your bedroom with <laughs> oh you do. Yeah. but i have I did it for a while, but I genuinely, I kept having dreams about the ant that I was like honoring. So I was like, okay, this is, I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not having an ancestor altar. And I can't really have one like in the living room yet because I have a housemate mm-hmm. and it's the type of thing. Like I'm just, there's only certain people I'm comfortable really talking to about with it. Like, I don't mind this, this is fine. Cause I won't see anyone judging me. <laughs> but like when I try talking to it to like anyone, I just see them being like, Right, okay, so this one's fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> I mean, it could be said about any religion in any world, so t- for That's me, it's kind of just like, it's it's your belief. I'm not going to judge you on it.
0: <laughs> I know, exactly. But I Like, whatever, whatever religion they believe in, though, I just, I'm just like, I'm sorry, what is it you believe in? And then I'll just call out something that is definitely derived from witchcraft, like Christianity is a massive one. Easter... from Ostara, which is a pagan holiday. Uh, Halloween comes from Samhain, which is a pagan holiday. Uh, Christmas is... I can't remember which one Christmas is called. Yule, that's what, what Christmas is originally. So like literally all of the Christian holidays were actually derived from pagan holidays and the reason they created those holidays was so they could remove the identity of paganism completely and just Introduce this whole new identity and i have nothing against christians my granny's a christian she's like literally the best person ever but when it comes to the people who are very judgmental about paganism i'm always like
1: but where does your religion come from <laughs> yeah entirely comes down to just a, a lack of knowledge and sometimes ignorance because yeah, people say exactly, ignorance yeah. is bliss <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and
0: a lack of like diversity in their group i always find as people who don't have any diversity in their group that have like a very specific idea of the world and anyone outside of that is just like completely bizarre and weird
1: yeah exactly like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it's it's the way it is unfortunately but it's it's kind of it's great to see people like yourself taking inspiration from things like that and normalizing it or You know, just writing a writing something that people might find interesting is always great. Um, Yeah, thank you. I want to ask you more about your own work and your poetry and things like that, but I I know it's quite deep and personal to you, so I don't want to tread on like any lines or anything. No, you're totally fine. Like I'm gonna teetering around (laughs) any
0: specific subject I don't want to talk about, but I'm very comfortable with it. Like I knew what I was signing up for when I decided to write a poem about something so serious as well.
1: Of course. Um, well, then in that case, is there anything in particular like you want to say about your work or even just explain more or platform is yours if you want to say anything? <laughs> well, in terms of my
0: poetry is very different to my short stories and my novel. Like my, Hopefully my short stories will be out by the end of next year and my fantasy novel will be started on Patreon by mid next year. But my poetry, as my friend likes to call it, it's very dark, but very like, it's, it's relatable. Like I've said, he's, he says it's very dark, but he's someone who grew up with quite a happy, uh, livelihood. So it's something that's harder for him to identify with. So I'd say when you're going to read my stuff, either be at the mindset of, trying to understand uh, survivors of child abuse and uh, sexual abuse. Or if you're obviously a survivor of that type of abuse, it might be something that you can relate to and help you feel that kind of like connection with the world that I have felt since opening up about this, because I had no idea that this is something that nor other people had experienced. In fact, a lot of the stuff I'd experienced, I didn't even know was abuse. I thought like, it was all completely normal stuff that happens when you're growing up. But then talking to more people, reading more things, you realize, oh, that's not normal. Like that's, you know, it, it's the beginning of the healing process. And that's actually, that's covered in my, the trauma section of it. And then the healing section as well, a little bit, the idea of getting coming to terms with what happened is, a good way to start the healing process because then you can accept it and move on
1: yeah it's a massive curve for yourself as well kind of just taking this on and owning it almost yeah yeah
0: it is that, it's, it definitely is that's why uh, like I've I only include the first letter of my surname and we'll see about what I'll do with my surname but for the moment I'm just going with the letter k because Ironically enough, I'm not ready to face the abusers in the in the case of the book. But in the off chance that they manage to read it and figure out for themselves that, that I'm talking about them, then in that case, I feel like it'll be again at maybe the beginning of another healing process where I finally get to like address the the trauma that was uh,
1: inflicted. Yeah, the power of art and creativity I suppose it it can exactly provide so much Yeah, Yeah. yeah the
0: art to me is like the most important thing because it keeps people entertained it makes people feel connected because if they see something that they can relate to then they know that they're experiencing a universal human experience and that's what I love about art and obviously the fact that it's open to interpretation as well different people are going to have different opinions on different pieces of art and Mm -hmm. I love that
1: would you have always been like a sort of an artsy creative person I definitely was
0: um but my parents very much um they were more fueled towards art uh, or towards science and maths even though they were my two least favorite subjects (laughs) so oh and sports as well so like I was constantly always doing like a sport and then always doing um subjects that I've just found too difficult for me like and uh I always wanted to focus on art but when it came to that type of hobby my parents were always like oh like if she wants to do that she can do that in her own time but like there, you know, I just never felt like I could ask for a book if I wanted it, or I could ask for a notebook if I wanted it. Um, so I always had the ideas in my head. And whenever I did have a notebook, I would write down all my ideas. I literally had like a big box of ideas at one <laughs> stage. So I ended up now it's all on a USB drive. It's all, uh, um, it's all kept in a little, uh, little dongle, uh, <laughs> I was definitely always into it. Actually, do you remember uh, Rugrats?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I loved it.
0: <laughs> do you remember the like spin-off series they did All Grown Up?
1: Oh yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so like I was mad about Tommy Pickles. Like I wanted to be Tommy Pickles. <laughs> and I originally I wanted to be a director. I wanted to write and direct films. But then um I had my first embarrassing experience where I wrote a script. But like this was almost like a self uh, confession to my teacher where like the script was literally my fantasy of me and him getting together but like I made it like a boss and an employee and then I handed him the script and he had like there were so many red lines and so many embarrassing like uh, corrections in it that I just never went I never looked at it again or anything I was mortified (laughs) like he said it was good I just needed to obviously like actually learn like format of a script all that shite But uh, at the time, I was very bad with criticism. (laughs) Uh, College had changed that, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Uh, I did the creative writing class. And oh, my God, like the first thing I wrote was like an abomination. But then like the criticism I had from it. Uh, helped me like write like a much better thing for the second thing and then the first short story competition it di- I did again like I was mortified by the criticisms I got but then the second one I got that it was I was very close to making it into the second stage but um I just about missed the mark because of some grammar errors
1: oh sugar oh, it happens unfortunately <laughs> all, it does, Yeah, all towards the next one at least yeah yeah exactly I know we've been chatting for a little while then. Um, if there's anything, like if you could sum up your work or if you were to, say, reach out to other people to look at your Instagram or check out what you're working on, is there anything in particular you'd say to them or you'd want, to, you'd want them to know? Well, for the poetry,
0: uh, it's definitely going to be a bit dark, but it will get happier once we get towards the uh, third section of the book, because that's you know all about love and the love that can grow once you've healed from that trauma. But as for my fantasy stories, I'd say keep an eye on my Twitter um, because I'll probably be doing the short stories on Patreon. Um, and then once I actually start writing the chapters for my fantasy novel, I'm going to be releasing them on Patreon before I um, publish the like final. Product on Amazon.
1: Brilliant. Well, I'll be looking forward to it, anyways. Thank you. And it's Fiona K. Poetry on Instagram. And your Twitter yeah. is? My Twitter
0: is, oh my God, it's Fee Writer. So F I Writer.
1: Cool. <laughs> awesome. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to like, share and follow and check out What's the Crack podcast on Instagram. Salon for now.